This is the Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge, where I cover or uncover some of the biggest coaching industry questions that many of us are asking so that we can get underneath what makes coaching work and where it might even go wrong for individuals and as an industry to help its reputation and worth grow well into the 22nd century to have even more impact. I hope you enjoy the series. One of the things I advocate for in our coaching business is to offer services clearly that our clients need, but also to match that with where we're at in our coaching practice and our needs too. And something I see commonly is for us to be offering services that we think we should be offering, but we don't always love them. Or we've been offering for a while and we haven't reviewed where it's going right, where it's not going so well, and our enjoyment of it as a coach. Because when we don't match those two things, the problem we have is maybe clients who are really happy, although probably noticing in some way that us as a coach isn't as engaged as we could be, but we're not as excited about offering that program. That leads to sometimes burnout, but it can lead to indifference. It can lead to us not really showing up. It can lead to us not liking our overall business when actually it's just a renewal of the service and the way we're talking about it that's needed. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode. In this episode, I'm going to share with you how to choose the service that you should be focusing on this year. It will make some presumptions about where you're at in your coaching business. And if you're not in these places, this will still work for you. But you may find some of the things I say just don't feel as appropriate. So just check out whether you come into this criteria. And if you don't, Go with the rest of the episode with an open mind. And if you do, I would say follow this as much as you can. And this is to help you not be overloaded with offering too many things. It's to help you update what you're doing in your coaching business. It's to potentially have a signature program. And it's to make sure that you are in the right place to be offering the right clients the right service, which inevitably leads to great outcomes for your clients and also you feeling really happy in your business, which really matters. So there's four things that you're going to do. And to be in the best situation for this to work for you, you'll be an established coach. That may mean that you've been in business for a few years or more. You have also launched or run a few different services. It may be that that's in a few different niches, but that doesn't matter so much. It's more you've tried a few different ways to offer your services. You've probably done one-to-one coaching. You may have launched an online course. You may have a automated download. That's because you've got experience of different ways of offering your service and you're going to review that and decide which ones you like the most and which ones less so. You'll also be a coach who is willing to adapt. So I find this technique and this work in general doesn't work if you're very stuck in how you absolutely think you should be doing it and constantly trying the same thing. That doesn't mean I think you should be moving away and trying new things all the time. What I do believe in is having a balance of both so that your message, your core being for why you do your coaching is probably quite similar, but the offers that you have and the way that you offer things might be changing. And that's vital to remember because you get to adapt your business as you go as well. It doesn't have to stay the same. So these are the four things I recommend that you do. The first thing is I want you to review your top clients and to look at the program they were in with you and the best outcomes they had. 
So obviously, in order to do that, you will have had some clients, you will have offered a or a few programs, and you will understand what you mean by best outcomes. You're going to potentially list them, you might draw them on a piece of paper, and you'll just notice what it is about them that's similar. What outcomes did they get that were similar amongst themselves? And what characteristics were similar amongst those clients for you to know, well, it looks like these are the kind of people that get the best results with me. You can go into as much detail as you want. You'll know your client and your client's preferences and their needs very well. So you're going to look at what outcomes were best amongst them. That'll mean different things for different coaches, but it might be that they had the highest increase in their income or profit. If you're particularly working with money or businesses, it might be that they had the most visibility, most changed from their previous situation, uh, in their eagerness maybe to share your program. I often find that a really telling sign that somebody still is impacted by the work I've done with them. They're, They're happy to and really want to talk about our work three, four, five years down the line. And you're also going to look at what it was that the program offered them that was the best thing for them. So if you realize actually all your top clients come from your one-to-one program, why is that? Is it one of the most obvious might be, well, they got attention from you, sure, but what attention did they get? What else did they have in that program? If you actually realize the top outcome program was because you did um, a small group program, what was it about that that was common for all those clients that helped them. And that really starts to have you thinking about how you can refine and refine the program and the clients and the outcomes that you're offering people. So they all combine. But this is the first part. You're gonna then move on to part two. You're gonna review your favorite offering or program that you found the most happy and valuable for you. You're gonna determine what it was about that program that made you happy and how valuable it was for you in reality. So this is turning it back onto you. Happy in terms of the programme might mean many things. It could mean it was easy to create and promote. It might be that it was easy to fill compared to other programmes or or just in how you felt about filling it or um, getting the people on it. It might be that you felt confident in providing the service as well, like you really felt in flow when you were doing the actual work. And maybe you had external validation from others, which is no doubt really, really good. Nice to have. Valuable for you in reality. Of course, we are looking at money in part of that, but also the profit that you took. So the reality is fine. I had a 15K launch, but I took home three grand profit. That's not bad you still had profit but I'm sure there are ways that you can think actually I'd like to take home more I'd like to make more potentially or I'd like to take home more as well uh, maybe valuable also means you spent the most efficient amount of time and money on it so sure you were happy to spend time creating it but it felt like good time it wasn't stressful time and it was efficient you didn't feel distracted and all over the place in creating it and you also um, understood its quality like it had something different about it so potentially it was your group program and you really in your heart it felt good and that's highly highly valuable for you we can't um, pretend that intuition and that feeling doesn't matter it really does so the first thing you're going to do is look at your top clients and the program they were in and the best outcomes they had the second thing you're going to do is look at your favorite program and what you found most happy and valuable for you 
You're then going to number three is look at where those two things overlap. And here is where you also bring in your favorite clients. Like part of this is, of course, who do who did I also love working with? Not just they got amazing outcomes, but who did I love too? So you'll probably see how you can offer your happiest, most valuable service to the clients who will get the best outcome, who you also loved working with. Either because some of those were in your part one and part two, or because you're now starting to think about how you can offer the service that you loved, that made you really happy, to similar people like those in number one, those top clients that you can get in future. And when you think about it, because it's a program or an offer that you've loved in the past, you probably don't resent having to go back to it to refine it and update it for, you know, the year ahead. The reason I say that is because I know in our entrepreneurial mind, we absolutely love creating new things and it feels good. It sometimes feels really refreshing, doesn't it, to leave something behind and offer a new service. You can still do that, but I also don't want you to have to keep offering new things when you're not looking back at what has and hasn't worked or has worked less so. And a new service could be created from refining an old one. It doesn't have to be a whole new way of offering something and a whole new set of clients and a whole new way of measuring your outcomes. It should be constant refinement for your business. So that's number three. Number four, you're then going to put numbers to all of this. So you're going to plan the price of what this potential refined program might be. You're going to look at the numbers that you would like on it. Within a year, you can make it six months or three months if you want to, but overall a year we'll look at. And you're going to check out your year and say, well, I would like to launch this five times this year, one time this year, 12 times because it's you know one client per month uh, every month. Whatever looks and feels right to you. And you're going to then add on to that either notes, you can write this down or be reviewing what your favorite marketing route is or was to promote that program. The reason why that's important, I mean, clearly marketing is really important anyway, but we don't just sit there with our program and go, great, I've done it all. In order to make this happen, we need to think about the most aligned marketing route as well. And if you realize, do you know what? When I was on LinkedIn and I was sending connection requests to really aligned people that I could see could be in my ideal client grouping. Not always, right? We don't know that, but we can take an overall, I guess it's a stereotype, isn't it? But we can take an overall guess based on what we know about parts of our clients. When I was doing that and I was sending out really specific content that I know they wanted to see, that's when I got the best leads. And I'm not doing that at the moment. I've let that slip. Or when I was doing a regular Instagram live on a Monday and a Friday, that got loads of engagement and I got lots of questions asked and then I could follow up and I realized that's what filled my group program and I'm not doing that anymore. You know, we do a lot of stuff that probably has great results that we're not necessarily tracking that we could go back to and say, I think these two, three routes potentially are the most strong for me. Instead of feeling like we have to do so much and really intense amounts of marketing, we want to try and do a bit less, but make it really efficient. So even if it gets to more, as in like activity, it's fun activity that we're enjoying and we know gets results. Essentially, that is what you're going to do to review which service you should be offering this year to the best set of people so that you're in your best place, you're in your most flow, you're happiest, 
you're taking the approach to it that is going to make you the happiest to be marketing it as well. And you have a really good plan about when and how it will be offered. That is your year ahead in the service and therefore the business that you love doing. How's that? Easy, hey? Ta-da! You've just planned your happy, gentle and profitable coaching business for the year ahead. If you'd like to hear more about how I help people to implement this kind of technique, I'd love to share with you that on my Instagram in the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about this and more and sharing with you the coaching mastermind that I'm launching at the end of January. To hear more about it, you can email me at emily at coachingemily.com and you can book onto a call to see if it's the right time for you to join a coaching mastermind too. That information is in my Instagram and over on my email when I send you the link. I will look forward to talking to you soon and have a great day wherever you are. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge. To find more episodes, find me over on Instagram at gentle underscore life underscore mindful underscore business, where I share each episode as they're launched and hear your comments too. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Acast also. Have a great day.